0: Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda.
1: Good morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 5th of August. The Federal Government is set to bring together the Army, Border Force officials and animal experts to form a new task force to monitor Australia's preparedness for the threat of foot and mouth disease. The Agriculture Minister announced it would be co-led by the Ag Department and the Director General of Emergency Management Australia. Murray Watt says there's extra scrutiny for travellers coming from Indonesia and all mail from that country is being screened. The new task force is set to be a third prong of defence.
0: We have learned the lessons from the outbreak of COVID-19 and the former government's lack of preparedness to respond to it. We are determined to not make the same mistakes that they made.
1: There's around a 12% chance of a foot and mouth outbreak on our shores within the next five years, which could decimate our multi billion dollar livestock industry. Charles Thomas from the Australian Farmers Federation says it's time everyone was screened upon arrival.
0: At the moment, there are still people being, you know, profiled as low risk and waved through airport security. We believe everyone should be questioned and every um, person who's, you know, identified as high risk through that questioning should have their bag checked as well.
1: In other news, a bill to write the government's 43% emissions reduction target by 2030 into law has passed the lower house in federal parliament. Labor's historic climate change bill has passed 89 votes to 55, with Liberal MP Bridget Archer even crossing the floor in support. The government agreed to several minor tweaks to the legislation, but Energy Minister Chris Bowen has rejected an amendment to increase the target to 75%. The government
2: will not be supporting in this amendment. I don't want to belabor or delay the House. I think the reasons for the government's 43% target have been very explicitly explained before the election. That's uh, the target for which we sought a mandate during the election and after the election and we'll be sticking with that policy.
1: Greens leader Adam Bandt is now demanding a scaling back of new coal and gas development approvals.
2: You can't put the fire out
0: if you're pouring petrol on it. You can't fix the problem if you're also making the problem worse. So the fight now turns not only to ensuring that the safeguard mechanism safeguards our future, but that we get a climate trigger in our environment laws.
1: And the AFL and Adelaide Crows could find themselves in court soon over that controversial preseason camp in 2018. A prominent sports lawyer in Adelaide claims to have started discussions with several players about launching a class action against the club and the league. It comes after AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin finally made a public apology to Eddie Betts last night.
0: Clearly we're sorry to Eddie and anyone who's caused suffering from that camp and you know, frankly some of the stuff that went on was a, was a disgrace and Clearly, we're hearing him and hear his pain and we're sorry.
1: That audio from Seven. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland first, police have identified several crime scenes believed to be linked to a mass shooting where three people have sadly died. Our local reporter, Lachlan ita has the latest developments and a warning this story may be distressing for some. Morning Matty. Police have confirmed overnight that five people are assisting them as detectives continue their investigations into the incident on a remote property between Mackay and Townsville. They've confirmed those who died are two men and a woman found on the property near the town of Bogie, while a man who was airlifted to Mackay Hospital with a gunshot wound to his stomach is now in a serious but stable condition. We
2: haven't been able to get Glenn any other details from the marked person who had been shot as he was required to the emergency transported back to
1: hospital. Acting Superintendent Tom Armut there. Forensic officers will examine several crime scenes today, but police don't believe there's any ongoing danger to the public. And to Victoria, where that wild weather we've seen across the southern parts of Australia isn't taking a break. Some of the area's worst hit were Victoria's ski resorts, Mount Buller even recording winds as high as 115 k's an hour. Our Albury reporter, Tessa Randello, has the details. Thanks, Madeline. Potential flooding is the biggest concern for regional Victoria today as we brace for a couple of days of wet weather. It comes after some wild wind lashed the alpine regions, some of which had to close the mountains on Tuesday and Wednesday for Falls and Mount Buller. But that system actually caused some of the snow to melt, which is adding to the already full rivers in the state's northeast, which have the potential to flood over the coming days. Jonathan Howe from the Weather Bureau says while the cold front is expected to ease into the weekend, the wellest day is still to come.
0: In terms of total forecast rainfall, the highest falls to Saturday morning will be on and west of the ranges through parts of New South Wales and Victoria. And elevated parts could see up to 200 millimetres.
1: Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined by Scott Phillips, Chief Investment Officer at The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. The big four banks have finally raised rates, but it was after a two-day stalemate.
0: Madeline, good morning. Yeah, that's right. They normally don't waste much time. The first bank generally goes an hour or two after the RBA raises rates each time. They also tend to take it in turns. Now, there's nothing illegal or improper about it, uh, but they were all basically looking over their keyboards at each other waiting for someone to finally press that button. No bank wants to be first. The headlines that come with that of, you know, ANZ first to raise rates or CBA first to raise rates, they know that's bad news. They know it's bad for the brand, bad for business. And so they're all waiting for each other to do it. Maybe it got to the point where some mortgage holders maybe hopes beyond hope that it wasn't going to be an increase. But unfortunately, uh, once one went, they all went, and borrowers are facing a half a percent increase in their variable rate mortgages.
1: Now, Scott, we've seen quite a few builders go broke this year and there's a stark warning there might be more to come.
0: Yeah, this is a real challenge. So we've seen, look, the building game is tough generally. Builders tend to unfortunately regularly go broke, but we've seen a huge rash of them earlier this year. The challenge is that the building industry tends to sign fixed price and often fixed date contracts. That's the way business is done. That doesn't seem unreasonable if you're building your home, you want your builder to commit to something, But in this case, the combination of weather and, of course, as we've been talking about for months now, inflation has really put some of those builders under some serious, serious pressure. The price of steel, the price of lumber, the wage prices, of course, those costs have all gone through the roof. And builders who have signed multi-year fixed-price contracts. And remember, it was only eight or nine months ago when inflation was relatively normal. This new inflation surge is really only less than a year old. And those builders are really struggling now to try and deliver those projects at the the budgeted cost without, of course, getting themselves in financial trouble. And a warning from Queensland's largest private builder today that he expects more will go broke because of that system.
1: Yeah, look, and Scott, it's Friday and you've told us (laughs) there's still some money in booze, apparently. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this new record sale set for a pub.
0: Maybe it's one of those things, Madeline. That's uh, you know we 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 go to booze when things get tough. There's been some rough old headlines over the past few weeks, and maybe finishing on a Friday with a booze story is a good idea. Fifty one million dollars for a pub, by the way. And this is not a Sydney pub or a Melbourne pub or a Brisbane pub. It's not even a coastal pub like Byron Bay. The Windsor Castle Hotel in Maitland, in the Hunter Valley region, it set a record for a non metropolitan, non coastal pub. Fifty one million dollars. I don't know, that's a lot of drinks you got to sell, maybe a lot of money that's got to go through the poke is just those sort of prices. So, yep, some parts of the economy are doing it tough, but it seems the pub industry, absolutely flying.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. I wonder how they'll go with that new beer tax as well. Thanks so much, Scott.
0: Thanks, Madeline. <laughs>
1: time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning. Let's start at the Commonwealth Games first and more gold medals in cycling. But our Aussie netballers have suffered a major upset.
2: Yes, uh, good morning to you, Matty. We might as well start with the Diamonds going down to Jamaica, 57-55, despite leading by six goals heading into the last quarter. So a bit of a stumbling block there for our Aussie netball side, Madison De Rosario, though the first para athlete this morning, this has just come through to win four Com Games gold medals. She's an absolute legend. We throw that word around a bit, but I think she is a genuine superstar. Alongside Emma McKee and now, what an outstanding Commonwealth game she had. You mentioned the cycling. We've won both the women's and men's time trials. Grace Brown and Rowan Dennis took those out. And we've got some medal chances on the track as well. Hurdler Sarah Carley is through to the 400 metre final on debut.
1: Yeah, we've been working on my back straight. I nailed that. Had a few issues on hurdle eight. So I came
0: home on my bad leg, but I stayed composed.
2: On Channel 7 there, Our Javelin World Champion Kelsey Lee Barber has been cleared to compete after overcoming COVID. She tested positive uh, in the lead-up to the opening ceremony, but she's all good now. Uh, And as you mentioned, yeah, the diamond's going down. Very disappointing, but um, I'm sure we've got uh, enough time to recover.
1: Mm, Great news about Kelsey as well. And moving on to the AFL, we're getting closer to finals time and we've got a genuine blockbuster at the MCG tonight.
2: Yeah, can't wait for this one. It's second V third, the Demons against the Magpies. Uh, Collingwood has won 10. Ten games in a row by the barest of margins in Melbourne. Of course, the reigning premier. Their form's been a little bit scratchy, but they bounced back last week and beat the Dockers. Brody Myerchecker returns to the Pies' forward line. The Demons get back at Ben Brown. Dale Thomas won a premiership with Collingwood, but he's tipping against his own his old side tonight. Unfortunately for Pies fans, I think also I think it'll be a good game, but I will be tipping the D's. Yeah, finals time is only three weekends away in the AFL. We can't wait.
1: Yeah, definitely can't wait. And Brett, to the NRL now, the Roosters have handed the Broncos a reality check last night.
2: Yeah, they certainly did. Look, the flight from Brisbane to Sydney's little over an hour, but it seemed like the Broncos were suffering from jet lag because they were 18-0 down in the first 16 minutes last night and uh, the Roosters steamrolled through to uh, beat them 34-16. This has thrown the finals race wide open. The Chooks now uh, within two points of the top four. The Broncos currently sit fifth but after back-to-back losses they went down to the tigers last weekend certainly top four is now in danger for them uh, roosters coach trent robinson says that they were in control for most of last night thought defensive pressure we were quite good i felt we stifled them at different times and i felt like we we dominated sort of and played the way we wanted to play for probably sort of 40 50 minutes there tonight it's the storm at home to the titans before manly mingle with the eels
1: fantastic thanks so much brett happy friday
2: have, have a good weekend maddie
1: and calling all dog lovers, the federal government is on the hunt for Aussies across the country to sign up as detector dog handlers. It's part of their new push to crack down on foot and mouth disease at our airports. Colleen Ezer from Detector Dogs says they're putting the call out to the public with about 30 jobs up for grabs.
2: So the jobs are going to be based in Perth, Darwin, Cairns, Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. Being a detector dog handler in biosecurity is one of the most rewarding careers ever, so we look forward to seeing people's applications.
1: And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. And while you're there, check out The Science Briefing, a brand-new 15-minute podcast about the science of everything. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.
2: Listener.